Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 114, 10 Tips for Podcasting with Co-Hosts. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is an award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Now, do you podcast with someone else, or are you thinking about podcasting with someone else? This episode will contain tips for how you can podcast effectively with others, whether you have just one other co-host with you or maybe a few co-hosts. I host a couple podcasts where I'm podcasting with other people, both my Once Upon a Time podcast and my Clean Comedy podcast I'm doing with other people. Uh, with two other people in both of those podcasts. And as well, I've also done Are You Just Watching, which I've now handed over to um, my co-host. So she does that solo now, but I've uh, done that with just one other person before. So working with a co-host is a bit different because no longer is it just a monologue. In many ways, I think that podcasting with a co-host is a bit easier because it makes your podcast instantly more conversational and more thorough as well, because it's no longer just your opinion. It's also the opinion and perspective and unique experience of someone else too. And it's a lot more conversational because you have someone there to converse with. So I really like podcasting with a host, but as you know, the Audacity to Podcast is a solo podcast where I'm sharing all of this information, but occasionally I bring on a guest to co-host with me on a specific topic. And speaking of guests, we'll have something soon, which I'll announce at the end of this episode and some awesome things coming up too, some cool content I'm excited about. So here are 10 tips for podcasting with co-hosts. Number one tip, choose the right co-host. You've got to find someone else who is as passionate about your content as you are. If they're not passionate, then and they can actually kind of drag down the podcast or the content, the, the conversation that you're sharing. If you're really excited about something is, yeah, 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 yay, this is so exciting, blah, 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 blah. And then your co-host is just, yeah. Oh, what a downer. Now, I'll be honest. I've had episodes like that where I've had a co-host that just was a bit off on that day. Either they didn't have caffeine, they didn't get enough sleep, they were tired. Stuff like that happens, yes. And sure enough, it just, I felt like it dragged the conversation down. And then I felt like I was the only one putting energy into the conversation. Now that's a rare occurrence, I feel like. But if you don't pick the right co-host, then this kind of thing could be a common occurrence for you. You want a co-host where you can have a good connection with them and have a good conversation with them. Because that's one of the main reasons to have a co-host is so that you can have a conversation. Neither of you should be hogging the microphone and just the other person saying, yep, uh uh-huh, yep, yeah, oh yeah, uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, yep. And that's not a co-host. That's that's just someone to say, yeah, uh uh-huh. You could make a soundboard to do that if you really wanted that. But the point of having a co-host is to have that conversation back and forth. So you want a co-host where you can have that kind of, 
I hate using this word because it's a business buzzword, but they mentioned it in the live chat room just now. You want to have that synergy. There, I said it. That buzzword, it's out there. Synergy has been mentioned in this podcast. You want that with your co-host because if you don't have it, then either you're going to pull down your podcast, maybe run out of energy yourself, or you're just not going to have quality content out there. So find a co-host that you have this good connection with. That doesn't mean it has to be a friend. It could be someone that you have just recently met, maybe someone who sent in some valuable feedback for your podcast and you know they have a great perspective. It doesn't have to be someone that agrees with you on everything. And in fact, it's great if they don't agree with you on a lot of things because that brings a different perspective. Most likely, you'll find the greatest conversation with someone who has completely different experiences, a different perspective, but shares the same passion for the subject that you're going to be talking about. So find that kind of person. It could come from one of your listeners, or it could come from someone else in your industry who creates similar content, or it could be someone you're friends with. In my case, with my Once Upon a Time podcast and comedy podcast, well, one of my co-hosts is my wife, so we've got that connection there, but completely different upbringings and understandings and humor and all of that. So it's really fun to do that. And then the other one, my co-host Jeremy and I have been friends for uh, 10, 12 years, something like that. And I'm a young guy. I just entered my 30s. So I, I like to pretend I'm still young. And I know many people will say I am still young. But we've known each other for a long time. So we've got a lot of history and we can really bounce our humor off of each other and read each other pretty well. So you want that kind of dynamic with the co-host That doesn't mean you have to spend years and years getting to know people to find one. You could find that rather quickly, but make sure that you do choose the right co-host. And if something doesn't work out, that's okay. Try to look at it as an opportunity that each of you can take to do something else that works better for each of you. So choose the right co-host, number one tip. Number two tip, and I would say number one and number two tips are almost equal in their importance. Number two, communicate expectations. You know, expectations are, well, to be expected. But if you don't communicate them with the people that you're working with, then you're really setting yourself and them up for failure. So any kind of expectation that you have, and think seriously about what are you expecting your co-host to do, what should they be expecting you to do, and communicate those things. Just, for example, a few things here. Uh, when do they need to show up? Do, do they need to show up at a certain time? Are they going to call in early, call in right on time, anything like that? What kind of stuff should they be contributing to the podcast? What is their role in your decisions? Do they have any say on where your podcast goes with content, guests, anything like that, branding, advertisements, anything like that? Do ha- they have say in those decisions or are those your decisions? What do you bring before them? What's their position in that? And who handles what responsibilities? Like, are they expected to do the show notes all the time? Are they expected to tweet from a certain account all the time or uh, write blog posts or anything like that? What are the responsibilities? Any expectations that you have, and we could go on and on with expectations that you might have. Communicate these, maybe even write them down and that will help you. Along with this, your expectations about your content and how you'll record things. I also highly recommend having an assigned agreement with your co-hosts 
that covers things like ownership of the podcast and the content. Uh, rights. Uh, what are their rights? What are your rights with this? What are the responsibilities, expectations there? And especially, what are you going to do if you earn money with your podcast? If someone even just sends you a $10 donation and that's it, what are you going to do with that? Do you keep that $10? Do you split it 50-50? Does it go to pay expenses first and then you split it? I'll tell you that the way that I do this is I have an agreement with my co-hosts that we split the revenue a certain way so that after our expenses are paid, I get a portion of what's left, the profit from the podcast, if there's any profit, and then they get a portion as well. If the podcast is not profitable and then becomes uh, builds a deficit on its own, then I alone share that. But then there are also certain things like certain calculations that I do based on what the last quarter's profit was, what's this quarter's profit or deficit, and all of that. So I'm constantly balancing this and calculating it out. And then it's great to be able to hand my co-hosts a check and say, hey, here's your portion of what the podcast has brought in. Thank you so much for your contribution. Sometimes it's been as little as $10 to share with my co-hosts over three months. $10 isn't much, but that's more than they might be expecting. And it's always nice to receive $10 to be able to get, to go out and get a coffee, go out and uh, get a short, simple lunch or something like that. Money is money. So it can always be uh, greatly appreciated. But you need to have those kinds of expectations and agreements planned and communicated beforehand. You may have it planned, but if you don't communicate it, then they have no idea what's going on. So communicate your expectations. Number three, prepare together. Always let your co-host know what's going on with the podcast and get them involved in planning each of the podcast episodes as much as possible. Now, I know sometimes you might not want to give away what your content is going to be, like especially with a podcast that's about comedy or something like that with certain surprise elements to it. But still, let each other prepare together so you know, hey, I'm going to tell a story here or I've got a joke for this bit, or I've got something to show you here. You don't have to spoil things, but at least know what's going to go on with each episode. And if you can plan together, then that can make it so much easier to record your podcast because you're on the same page. You're probably using the same notes and you've prepared things together. With my Once Upon a Time podcast, we watch the episodes of Once Upon a Time together so that way we can at any moment pause it and talk about something or just get clarification. We can help each other so it's not like we're all holding these little surprises and little secrets, but we watch it together, we prepare together, we take notes together, and we share these notes in collaborative tools so that we can each access each other's notes and see that, oh, so-and-so has something to say on this point. That's great because I don't have anything to say on that point. In one of my recent uh, Once Upon a Time podcast episodes, we were watching the TV show and there was a little audio clip in the episode. And I just thought, hmm, there's probably something important to that, but I have no idea what it was. Then my co-host, Jeremy, was fervently typing notes when that happened. So I realized without even seeing his notes, I realized, uh uh-huh. He's got something to say on this, so he knows what's going on. So he'll be able to bring that into our conversation. Some great tools that you can use 
for collaborating are Google Drive, formerly Google Docs, works really well because you can type in the same document. You can have real-time collaboration. I love real-time collaboration. Any tool you use, I highly recommend that allow real-time collaboration. So just posting your uh, notes inside of WordPress and both accessing them together may not be the best way because if you change something, then they might not see that change while you're doing it. I also really like Workflowy, which you can sign up through my referral link where I get a few extra bonus items. You get some bonus items too at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash workflowy. That's W-O-R-K-F-L-O-W-Y. And Workflowy works on a bullet point based system where you can have bullet points inside of bullet points, sub bullet points, sub bullet points, sub, 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 like that. It's really simple, much more simple than a document that you're collaborating in with Google Drive. But I like the simplicity because it allows you to focus more on the organization and easily move things around. And it is a pretty close to real time as well. I really like that tool. And by the way, I'll have links to this and the full show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 114. So prepare together as much as you can. And remember, failure to plan means planning to fail. But planning together means that you'll succeed together. So try to plan together as much as possible, even if it's just sending emails back and forth saying, hey, I've got this to share. And they say, okay, great. I want to share this. Whatever you need to do, try to plan together before you record. Number four, now we step up to when you are about to record. You've got the microphones there. You've got your recorder, your computer ready, all of that. But before you hit that record button, you need to break the ice with your co-host. So give yourself some time before you're supposed to be recording to have these kinds of icebreaker conversations. That's where you're just breaking up the tension. You're cooling down together. Uh, This could be something like maybe eat together, have a meal together before you record, or tell some jokes or funny stories. Try to laugh together to loosen up your nerves, get more comfortable around each other, even if you've known each other for years. It can be awkward sometimes to come, sit down, hit record, and start talking into the microphones. So try to break the ice and personally relate with each other before you hit the record button. And this will help your conversation go a lot more smoother because you'll both be cooled down, you'll be ready to interact, and it also saves some unnecessary stuff from being in your podcast like that kind of conversational stuff that's completely irrelevant to your listeners, well, you could have that before you record your podcast. So that way, when you're recording your podcast, you'll already have that settled. You'll know why your dog is sick and whatever. And all of that will be out of the way and it won't be in the podcast, but yet you'll still be personally connected with each other and you'll have a much better conversation that way as well. Number five, follow an outline. So if you've adequately prepared your podcast together, like I mentioned in step three, then you'll probably have some kind of outline for your information. This could be as simple as bullet points. It could be a blog post of content that you're working from. It it could be just saying so-and-so is going to talk about such-and-such. It could be however, but follow some kind of outline so that you both know what's going on, what the order of your information will be. 
This will prevent unnecessary jumps inside your content and help things to flow a lot smoother and also allows you both the opportunity to be able to tease content or at least address something. And this comes up all the time in my Once Upon a Time podcast, and you hear me do it here too, where I'll say something, I'll reference something, and then I might say, but I'll talk more about that later. So it's letting you know, yes, this is also related, but without going on that full rabbit trail, we have a specific section later to discuss that. So we'll go into more detail on that. So you can know this when you're following an outline because you'll see, okay, we're on step two right now. Step 10 is related, but we're not going to jump down to step 10. We'll let people know step 10 is coming, but we're going to stay on step two and then go to step three and so on. So I have an outline and that's what goes well with those real-time collaborative tools like Google Drive or Workflowy or anything else like that that you might be using works really well for having that outline. And then you could even change it up a little bit. This happens frequently in our podcast. We change our outline or change our flow. And since we're all following the same outline, we get to see what's changed and we're able to just flow with it. Number six, listen. This is for you. Listen and interact. It's very easy to get distracted while you're podcasting, especially if you are live streaming your podcast. You might have a chat room going or you're messing with technology, trying to get something working that broke or trying to get an audio together or anything like that. But really try to focus on what your co-host is saying. It's really easy. And you can probably hear this many times in podcasts, and I've done this before too. Someone, one of my co-hosts or a co-host might be talking, and then the main host is just going, "Uh uh-huh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. Now let's move on to this other thing I wanted to say. And it sounds like really they weren't listening at all. So don't just acknowledge their contribution, but respond to it. Maybe add to it. Maybe uh, counter it with something else. But don't just let it hang there and then move on, but make it a conversation. And to do that, you really have to listen. Sometimes this may mean shut down the live stream or close the chat window and let the chat know that you're not going to be following the chat very closely. Close the chat window so that's not a distraction. So you can focus on what's going on in the podcast and interact with it. Now, I do the Audacity podcast, the Ramen Noodle, and Once podcast all live, and we have a chat room going. And in fact, you can join when I do the Audacity podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's GMT minus five while we're in standard time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. So I'm seeing chats going on at the same time as I'm speaking, but I'm trying not to let that distract me from the actual content that I'm sharing. And this is so much more important when you have a conversation, because if you're trying to consume content from two different places, one of them being your co-host, the other one being a chat room or something else, some funny YouTube video you ran across, that kills your conversation. So listen and interact. And while they're speaking, even if you're listening very well, try very hard not to do this. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, that's getting annoying, just my hearing myself doing this. 
But when you have someone else speaking, try not to do these little verbal things that, yes, they're acknowledging that you're listening, but do that in other ways. If you want to acknowledge to your co-host that you're listening or agreeing or something like that, try not to do it in a way that's distracting your listeners because every noise in addition to a voice will be a distraction to some extent. So you're saying, yeah, uh uh-huh, hmm, all of that is a distraction to what your co-host is saying. Instead, just nod your head. And if you have something to say or want to agree with them or really feel that need to say something, then speak out more than just yeah or "Uh uh-huh or hmm. Converse with them. That's the most important part of having a co-host is this conversation. I started listening to a new podcast that actually seems to have already pod faded. And I noticed that one of the co-hosts does all the talking and the other just is saying, yeah, uh uh-huh, hmm, yeah, uh uh-huh. And that's almost all of the podcast is that. And it makes me wonder, why is this even a co-host podcast? Why isn't this one person just podcasting by themselves if they don't let the other person speak or if the other person doesn't have anything to say? Now, that's uh, not to address necessarily interviews or guest things where you're asking your guest a question. But still, when you ask a question, let the person answer. Try not to interrupt. Try not to push your own agenda. But that's about interviews, and that's a completely separate topic as well that we'll cover in a future episode. So number six was listen and interact with your co-hosts, and this will make for a much better conversation, but make it genuine interaction. Number seven, what helps with your listening and interacting with each other is face each other. If at all possible, try to have that face-to-face conversation because face-to-face is always the best way to communicate. This is how you can see each other, read each other's expressions, know when the other person has something to say or if they don't have something to say. You can read what's going on so much better in body language if you can be face-to-face. So if they're in the studio with them, put them across from you so you can see them. I made a mistake, big mistake recently in uh, when we were recording an, a couple episodes of one's podcast, my wife was sitting next to me instead of across from me. And since I was leading the conversation, I made the mistake of often not realizing that she had something to say because she was next to me and I couldn't see her as well. So I also wasn't naturally inclined to throw conversation to her because I wasn't facing her. I was facing one of my other podcast co-hosts. If you're not in the same studio, then try and jump on some technology that lets you see each other face-to-face, like Skype or Google Plus Hangout or anything like that. Go to meeting or something like that where you can see each other face-to-face so that you'll be able to read your expressions and be able to see things like when the other person is wanting to speak, you'll you'll notice their 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 lips moving in a certain way or they'll keep going opening their mouth just barely and maybe you hear slight breath and you see that they're opening their mouth and it looks like they're trying to say something they're trying to squeeze in a word you get that when you're facing them and you can't really get that easily if you're just recording over audio and some of this does have a lot to do with personality because some people when they hear a moment of silence then they feel like they have to say something else to break that silence 
some people don't feel that. So some of this does tie back to actual personality. But as much as possible, try to save thing or make things face to face so that you can have that kind of conversation over your content. And number eight, tying right along with that, use signals or cues. Face to face communication is great because you can read those subtle signals and cues that you have just as you're talking with your body language and stuff. But also have some defined hand signals or use instant messaging with each other or some way that you can communicate with each other to let each other know what's going on, what's coming up next, or any kinds of changes or anything like that that doesn't need to be in the podcast episode. For example, stuff like saying, well, how about you talk about this next or unnecessary kinds of transitions or things like that or any kind of production commentary that really doesn't need to be in your episode. You can do some of that, much of that, with certain visual cues or hand signals. For example, you can hold up uh, several fingers and spread them out to indicate how many minutes you have left. So you could say, you know, point out, hold up a hand with five fingers to indicate we've got five minutes left, or we've got three minutes left, or one minute left, or two minutes, whatever. Or if you've got multiple co-hosts, then you could point to one of them. And this especially works if there's a tendency to talk over each other and you want to throw the conversation to one specific person and you, or you want to direct it in just some way or let whoever know that they're supposed to speak next, point to them. Something like that is very easy. Not like a mean deadly, you go next, but just a subtle, nice pointing at them so that they know that they're next. Or another motion, and this is one that I haven't quite Uh, clearly defined with my co-host. But when I am out of my information and it seems like my co-host might be out of the content they want to share, I still want to give the opportunity for, is there anything else to say? Do you guys have anything else to say? So what I do is I extend both of my hands, hands, palms up in a kind of offering something gesture to them as if I'm holding a tray or I'm offering them something, kind of offering them the floor to speak or offering to them uh, also with my facial expression and slightly um, raising my shoulders or shrugging my shoulders a little bit, offering to them kind of, do you have anything else? Anything else you want to say? Are we done? Another common thing is point an index finger up in the air and twirl it around, signaling, let's wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. Our time is short, or we're going long on this topic, or we're getting sidetracked. Come on, let's move on. Anything like that. Communicate that. Uh, Another thing that you could do is, I do this often when I'm doing sponsorships or promos or some kind of thing where I really need to communicate a certain bit of information and I can't be interrupted with it or I just need to get it through quickly without being interrupted. Hold up a single finger to communicate, wait, hold on, or let them know you're about to pause the recording or anything like that. So have these kinds of hand signals and visual cues or some way of communicating back and forth. Maybe you have a private chat room between you guys so that you can send a quick message to each other saying, hey, we're going to skip point three, or we've got two minutes left, or let me pause the recording, anything like that. So that kind of conversation doesn't have to end up in your recording. And you'll sound a lot more professional that way. And it also lets your co-host know what's going on. That goes back to the thing of preparing together and communicating the expressions is make sure this is a 
conversation and direct it sometimes with these little hand signals and visual cues or message cues. Number nine, allow disagreements, but without fights. Don't be afraid to disagree with your co-host. That's okay. And sometimes it's good if you disagree because disagreements can mean that you both have different perspectives based on different experience, different things that you saw, different research, whatever. And that can make for a much more valuable, thorough conversation about your topic. So if I'm a OS X expert and you're a Windows expert and we're talking about the implications of a particular patent or a law, then we can address that from our unique perspectives. This isn't the opportunity for us to go into OS X versus Windows, but this is an opportunity for us to share our disagreements on things based on our different perspectives. And it makes a more thorough conversation because if they weren't part of the conversation, then their perspective wouldn't have been included and shared with anyone else. So allow these disagreements, but you also need to learn how to prevent them from turning into fights and also don't just dismiss them. If someone else disagrees with you, I really recommend don't just say, yeah, okay, you're wrong, but okay, or anything like that. Try to discuss it. Why do you disagree with them? What do you think is wrong about the disagreement? Now, again, don't turn it into a fight and let them state their positions and acknowledge that you could be wrong. This really takes some practice to do, and sometimes I've been good at it, sometimes I've been miserable at it. Because there have been times where uh, someone has said, hey, Daniel, you know, I shared all of this disagreement and stuff, and you just kind of dismissed it and moved on. And uh, it felt eh, a little left out there. So look for ways that you can foster these disagreements into good conversations. Sometimes, yes, there may be something that you actually have to correct, but try not to do it in a way that demeans the other person But also you could acknowledge it could be a common misunderstanding or maybe an understanding that's well represented in the community or you just might want to clarify things. Like we run into this in our uh, Once Upon a Time podcast when one of us might get a fact wrong and so someone else has to correct us on that fact. And so one of us has to acknowledge, well, I could be wrong or has to realize, oh, yeah, I am wrong. But allow these things. Don't turn them into fights unless that's your kind of podcast. And some podcasts are like that, where they want people to fight. They want people to disagree passionately. In our podcasters roundtable, we do many of these things because it is a co-host show and we have many uh, different people. Some have been with us for several episodes. Some are may join us for just one particular episode. But in podcasters roundtable, it's where uh, Ray Ortega, uh, frequently Dave Jackson, other podcasters, and myself will talk about certain things about podcasting, and we always try to pick opinionated issues of podcasting because we want that kind of disagreement, that discussion, but we're not looking for a fight. We are looking for disagreements, discussion, differing opinions. And by the way, check that out. Please check it out and subscribe to it over at podcastersroundtable.com. We'll be recording the next episode pretty soon. I can't give a date exactly on that, but make sure that you're following me on Twitter as well as 
at podcast helper on Twitter so that you can find out when the next podcasters roundtable will be. And number 10 tip for podcasting with co-hosts, share the rewards. When your podcast receives positive feedback, don't keep that to yourself. Let your co-host know. If it encourages you, it'll encourage them too. Or if you receive great feedback emails or anything like that, iTunes reviews, maybe even set it up so that they receive these emails and notifications as well. When people leave comments or when they send in emails or ask questions or anything like that, you could set up an email forwarder so that forwards to your co-host as well so that they can see these things coming in and be involved in it. Share this rewarding stuff of the praises that you receive from your listeners and you'll feel much better about what you're doing and your co-host will feel much better about being a part of the podcast. And if you monetize your podcast through uh, donations, affiliates, sponsorships, or any kind of money that your podcast is making, consider sharing that as well. I remember hearing from uh, a co-host at one point of a podcast that they said something like, uh, well, I'm not benefiting anything from this podcast, so it doesn't really matter to me what we do with it. I just thought, wow, that's that's disappointing that they're not benefiting from it. Maybe they hadn't seen positive ratings or reviews. Maybe they hadn't received any kind of profit sharing or anything like that. And the profit sharing thing goes back to that number two issue of communicate the expectations. So if you have profits, consider sharing those if you can, if at all possible, but have some kind of formula so it's it's fair, it's... Uh, beneficial to you both and also make sure you're not going broke by just splitting the profits but maybe cover your expenses that's totally up to you how you want to do that and i might do an episode someday about some different profit sharing models or ideas or agreements with co-hosts so again these 10 tips for podcasting with co-hosts are number one choose the right co-host number two communicate expectations number three prepare together Number four, break the ice before recording. Number five, follow an outline. Number six, listen and interact. Number seven, face each other. Number eight, use signals or cues. Number nine, allow disagreements without fights. And number 10, share the rewards. What do you think about these tips for podcasting with co-hosts? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What would you add to this? If you've got experience podcasting with co-hosts, you've been thinking about it, what are your questions about this? What's your experience? What are your tips that you would add to this? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 114. That's 114 at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And you'll be able to leave your comments, leave your feedback in the comments there for the show notes and get any links and uh, other information that I mentioned in the show notes, as well as this complete list of tips. And I would love to hear from you. I would also like to know what else would you like me to cover in the future? I've got a big list of topics that I'm going to be covering in the Audacity to Podcast and something specifically that I want your feedback for an upcoming episode is what do you think is worth spending money on in your podcast? What do you think you should be spending on money on or shouldn't be spending money on with your podcast? I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to do an episode coming up on 
what is worth paying for in podcasting. And I'd love your input on that and input on many other things. Uh, Some upcoming issues I'm going to talk about are how to order the different content inside of your podcast episode. Uh, Some of the best communities for discussing podcasting. I'd love to hear from you, by the way. If you've got favorite communities, social networks or forums or whatever for discussing podcasting, please let me know. Or anything that you'd like to see me cover, questions you'd like answered on the Audacity Podcast, then please email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. You can email written or recorded feedback. You can even record a video and send it to me, whether it's just the video attachment, a video download, a YouTube video of you asking your question, and then I might be able to answer it in a video episode as well. You can also call and leave a voicemail on the listener line at 903-231-2221 or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link to record a message from your computer and soon from your iOS device as well. And go to theaudacitypodcast.com and if you're not subscribed already to the podcast, please subscribe and especially I've got the separate video episodes posting in iTunes and on YouTube and on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. If you'd like to jump straight to that in iTunes to subscribe there, then you can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes to subscribe and rate and review the audio version of this, or you can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes video to subscribe, rate, and review the video edition of the Audacity to Podcast, where I have some exclusive videos there. I've got some cool things I'm working on I'm really excited about that we'll be releasing to the video feed and answering some questions that you have. And I also recently did a review of the Boss Jock app for podcasting from your iPad. Really cool, recorded at New Media Expo, and I've still got stuff coming from CES. So check that out and everything else at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Now, I'm hosting an Audacity workshop on March 9th at noon Eastern Standard Time. That's GMT minus five. And I'd love to have you be a part of this. This will be where you'll get to learn as simple as the basics of installing, updating, and adding plugins to Audacity to more informative things about editing a podcast episode in Audacity. What are some of the cool things you can do while you're recording your podcast into Audacity? What are some things to consider? What are some handy tools to use along with Audacity? How can you use Audacity for podcasting, editing, audio dramas, piecing music together, doing fade-ins, fade-outs, ducking, uh, editing, copy-pasting, sound clips, promos, multi-track editing, stereo, mono, all of this kind of stuff, converting files, and more. I'll be covering in an Audacity training webinar on March 9th at noon Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus five. If you're interested in this, then please go to theaudacitypodcast.com and you'll see the banner on the right side with the countdown where you can register or go to learnaudacity.com to sign up. It is $100 to sign up for this hour-long training plus questions and answers if you register by February 22nd. Then after that, it will be a $125 to register after that. 
And I would love to have you be a part of this because this will be a thorough class on Audacity. It will be information packed. And even if something comes up and you can't make it, or if you're thinking, wow, I'd really love to have that class, but I'm just not available on that day, go ahead and register anyway and purchase your ticket because everyone who registers will receive a download version of the session. So you'll hear everything that we covered, see everything that we covered as I share my screen, and you'll hear the questions and answers, and all of that will be part of it. So even if you can't make it, but you want this information, then go ahead and register at learnaudacity.com or theaudacitypodcast.com, and you'll be able to get this information afterward, even if you're not there for the actual session. I'm really excited about this because I do still love Audacity and I know a lot of people would love to learn Audacity. So this is an opportunity for that and please tell other people about it too so that they can learn how to use Audacity for, well, pretty much whatever they're going to do with Audacity. Audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, even editing music. We'll cover many things that will apply to so many different principles of audio editing with Audacity. I'm excited about it, and I hope you are too. So go to learnaudacity.com if you'd like to register for that, or point your friends there too for them to register for the special Audacity training webinar on March 9th, noon Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus 5. So what did you think of this content? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 114. And let me know what your tips are on working with co-hosts. What has your experience been? What are you looking to do with maybe working with co-hosts, adding a co-host in the future? How's that work for you? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes. Also, ask your questions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast by emailing feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link to record a message from your computer and soon from your iOS device as well. I'd love for you to leave some ratings and reviews in iTunes if you could. Please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes to leave ratings and reviews. And thanks to Mrs. Benjamin and Strisky for leaving recent reviews. I really appreciate that. It helps other people find the podcast and know what you think about it. Follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. You can learn productivity tips from the recently resumed Beyond the To-Do List. You can theorize over Once Upon a Time. You can laugh with our clean comedy. You can think about the movies you're watching with our Christian critical thinking movie reviews. You can get a Christian worldview on politics and much more over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find all kinds of podcasts about technology at techpodcasts.com and check out our coverage of CES 2013 by going to tpn.tv.